You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode 28. I've been doing a few episodes lately talking about mindset and telling wild stories and telling my background story and things like that, but today I really want to bring it back into some practical tips and tools so you can actually have some takeaways and implement it right away into your creative business. I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for this and it's what it's all about. We're listening to a creative entrepreneur or creative business podcast, so let's make it count. I'm really excited about this episode. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but it's all about social media and the trends of social media going into 2020 and 2021 as well. So today I actually want to talk about a huge topic, which is Instagram. And I want to just narrow it right down, just Instagram, because if I talk about all social media, it's going to take all day. I can talk about social media forever, but even just Instagram you know, I'm only just skimming the surface with this episode. So maybe even after this down the track, I can do some more episodes on social media in general and also on Instagram. So today I have also put together a downloadable workbook just for you. So you don't have to take notes if you're listening while you're commuting or doing something else. And to find that workbook, you need to head over to the show notes on my blog. Do you remember those? I talked about them in the last episode. Every podcast episode comes out with a blog post for you to dig in and you can find all the links and URLs and photos and stuff, everything that relates to each podcast episode, it's all on my blog. So you can head over to jialong.co forward slash blog and I've got everything there for you. I've also got an Instagram challenge if you haven't done that yet. And I'm going to put that into the show notes as well. And the Instagram challenge is just all about helping you write better captions because a lot of the times, you know, we just don't know what to write and we struggle a little bit with writing captions that connect or that convert or do all the things that we need them to do. So it's a great little challenge there. Hundreds of people have done it already and I've been seeing photos all around the world, reading stories, and it's been great to connect with people. So before we get started, let's read out a listener's review. I've got a real good one today, actually. And I'm feeling really good because I just finished my two workshops and I had so much good feedback and it's good to get out, get offline and meet people and face to face and shake hands and talk about people's wins and problems and successes and failures. And people get so vulnerable when we get into a space where we're talking about, you know, our businesses and the things that we find the hardest. And when you connect with like-minded people, like at a workshop like that, it feels so rewarding for me. And especially at the end of it, knowing that I just put in 110% and people walk away and they just feel so good about it. Good enough that they write me a review or they send me an email. So today, this is just a little review that I've got on my podcast that just came through and it's from Aisling Burke. This podcast is a must if you're wanting to succeed and be happy in the creative world. Listening to Jai and how he approaches businesses has helped me in so many ways that I can't even explain. Not just in my business though, but also personally. Jai tells it as it is and doesn't sugarcoat the ugly, but explains how to grow from every experience. His hands-on approach, practical approach, is great and his positive energy just makes someone you want to listen to every single day. Thank you so much, Aisling. I really appreciate that review and it helps me so much. It helps people when they find my podcast to read those reviews and make up their mind if they want to listen or not listen. So you've helped me so much. And if you haven't left a review yet, guys, please, why haven't you yet? 
why haven't you left a review? Take a moment and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. Okay, now I just want to mention our sponsors, Peppercorn Media. These guys are my own personal copywriters and I use them for all my businesses when I'm creating content. I know how much my time is worth and I don't want to let my businesses suffer. So because of that and I don't have much time to blog each week, I outsource it so I can continue to serve my peeps and creating content that connects with my audience. And if you feel like the copy on your website is not selling your business in the best possible way, then you should really head over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm and get in touch with Mel and Dave. I will also include those guys in the show notes. So if you head over and download the workbook from this episode, you also see Pepperstorm there and you can connect. So let's get started. Okay, so I haven't scripted this. I have wrote out a couple of little points, but I did just do a workshop and it's great doing a workshop in person. You get to see what people really struggle with and it makes it so much easier for me to create content like this podcast that's going to help the most amount of people. And I realized like people really struggle with Instagram and for so many different reasons too. So I didn't want to script anything. I just wanted to go off the cuff and talk about five different ways to use Instagram. And so just to summarize now before we get started so you know what this is all about, number one is going to be about how to get followers. And I know that can be controversial and I know people want me to talk about that though and I think it's really important to talk about. Number two is how Instagram can help with marketing. Number three is the actual content itself. Number four is the workings of Instagram. And number five is engagement. So I'm really excited about that and getting a few things across to you in the time that we have. And so at the end of this, I'll get on my computer and I'll summarize it and I'll make it into a nice PDF and I'll put it there. So when you have time to go over and download that so you can dive in a little bit deeper, you can. So let's get started and talk about how to get followers. I guess I'm not sure if you're listening to this right now and there's ever been a time when you've got hundreds of followers a day or thousands of followers. And I know there's people on this podcast that listen to this podcast that have hundreds of thousands of followers, if not millions of followers. And I know that. And so it's interesting, like me talking about followers when I don't have that many, I think across my five accounts, I have around about 140,000 followers. And in the Instagram world, that's tiny, you know. And I think a lot of us can feel pretty self-conscious when it comes to followers because it feels like the number that legitimizes us in the world and makes us the professional, I guess. So if someone goes to my website, so Free the Bird website, and I'm talking about my wedding clients here, they'll go over to my Instagram, which is Free the Bird Weddings, and they'll see I have about 18,000 followers, and they'll probably make up their mind pretty quick. Oh, okay, so this guy is pretty legitimate. He seems like he serves a lot of people. He seems like he's liked and known in the industry. And that one little telltale of just like how many followers someone's got and how long they've been around for, that does really actually say a lot. Or if you're thinking about buying a workshop ticket from me or signing up to a course, you'd head over to my Instagram, which is jialong.co. And chances are you'll probably see I've got over 40,000 followers and you're thinking, oh, okay, so he's probably legit. He is a somebody. Um, He could be a professional in his industry. From face value, there's so many things you can think of right there. But obviously, followers don't really mean anything, and especially if they're not the right followers. Because if you don't have the right followers and the right following, you could be marketing or just putting your voice out there to anybody. And in the marketing world, your efforts are getting diluted, if that makes a lot of sense. So how do you get followers? I can tell you over the years, the way that I've got followers and the way that I do it today, a lot of the times just 
actually getting offline and um, connecting with people in real life, connecting with friends, connecting, for instance, for my wedding photography business, I will do things with other vendors and I know they've got followings. I'll do blog posts on them. I'll feature them. I will do shoots for them for free. I will go over to venues and, you know, I'll shoot for them. Um, I'm always collaborating on different shoots or different style shoots and things like that and bringing value to people. Also, just getting in a room with a whole bunch of people that have Instagram followers. Last week, I did a whole podcast episode just all about social media. And it was in a room that had, I I guess, I don't know, but collectively maybe 100,000 followers. And so they're all my perfect target market. So how easy is it for me just to spend an hour to create content for you guys, but then also create content with people that have a following that which is my target market, and then they end up sharing it around and it all kind of leads back to me as well. So you're just using a little bit of leverage, but you're doing it by bringing value. So you never want to be a taker, you want to be a giver. And the more that you give, the more that people will share your stuff and they also just show up and follow you as well. So that's my biggest advice on that. The second thing I want to say is really break down why do you follow people and would you follow yourself? Ask yourself that hard question. Like have a look at your own Instagram. I want you to actually do this. Have a look at your own Instagram and would you follow yourself? Do you inspire yourself? Does the curation look good? Is there value there? Is there something that you would follow? Because sometimes you just wouldn't. Sometimes you're putting it out there because you think you need to do it for business or you think you need to do it because everybody else is doing it in your industry. But truth be told, if you're doing something and it's creating anxiety and it's, you know, there's got so many other expectations and you're not doing it from a place of like inspiration and love and the fact that you know you're better serving your clients and stuff, then you even need to shift your mindset or you need to give up that social media platform and put that time into something else because there's so many ways to market out there. So when I look at my Instagram account, yes, I would follow all my Instagram accounts because I've been using that system since the start and I follow all my accounts for all different reasons. It's not just like the curating of the images and things like that because, you know, in this day and age, in in 2020, People don't just want the perfect curated images on an Instagram account because a lot of the times it just makes us feel shit about ourselves. If you're looking around and it's like, oh, okay, everybody's a perfect photographer or they're a perfect designer or they're a perfect whatever and also they got a cute dog and a nice house and all the rest of it. Um, they're selling out workshop tickets and they're you're looking so successful. It can bring you down. Like it can and it does because there's just so much out there and, you, and then you start comparing yourself as well. So going back on to how you would follow yourself, I make a bit of a list on uh, reasons why I follow accounts. So I follow accounts because they inspire me, because they're beautifully curated, because they're vulnerable, because they're true to themselves. And when I see all that, and it brings me some value, brings me some sort of education, I see all that and then I'm ready to follow. And they don't have to be the most curated images that you've ever seen. You know, a lot of us think that we need to go out and do the big epic photo shoots and everything else to try and get the followers, but it just makes it harder to connect with someone that's out of reach or if you're creating yourself into a space that's like it looks too polished and it looks too good. A lot of the times your followers will probably unfollow you because they just feel shit about themselves. They're not as good or they're not as successful or it looks like you're rubbing it in their face or something like that. You can actually do the opposite. So strip it back and connect with people. I think curating images is a really good idea because if you surprise people with images that are not on point and on brand, 
and take it from me, I do this sometimes, you'll lose a lot of followers because people signed up to see your work and hear your voice in a certain way. And if you change that and you're not true to yourself, of course people are not going to stick around. People value their time as well. So if they're scrolling and you're not giving the value that they originally signed up for, they're probably going to leave. When I'm talking about like curated images, it could be something like, you know, you don't have to think you can't post a photo of your food. But if you just post a photo of your food and you don't usually do that, I probably would unfollow you unless there was a really good caption behind the food. So if the food was like, you know, I can't believe I just went to this small country town and they had a vegan meal and they brought it out and it was incredible because of this reason and I felt so good afterwards and it, was the, it wasn't the food, it was the people I was with. We sparked big conversations and if you just told a little bit of a story so I was able to connect with you on a different level that wasn't just the image, then sure, now I'm really interested in that photo. Does that make a lot of sense? So yeah, how do you connect with people in a real way? Like be human, show up as a human and connect with people in a real way. So getting followers a lot of the times, I mean, there's, there's probably some like tips and tricks and things like that. But I think if you're coming from an authentic place, you love the work that you're putting out there and you're genuinely trying to connect with people and your perfect audience, a lot of the times you're going to attract your perfect tribe. So that's definitely one way. And it's, it's probably a slower way. The other way is by creating remarkable content. There's an old saying, well, there's actually a quote, and I don't know who it's from, and it says, if you create remarkable content, you won't have to pay for uh, marketing ever in your life. Um, it, it goes something like that. But basically, the concept is, if your work is remarkable, you will never have to do anything else because people will come to it and they'll share it and they'll get excited about it. And so how do you create that? A lot of the times, it's just about creating something that's different to what everybody else is creating and it can be in so many different ways or it can include something like humor i don't know if you guys have seen the one lately where there's a guy in new york city and he's holding up a board and he writes things like a protest but it's always just funny little slogans and that's been around for a few months now and it's already in the millions of followers and it's amazing how things can blow up so quickly you can get followers right now and i know you can i've seen people do it they're doing it from having a point of difference and creating something that's so remarkable and unique and creative that it's mind-blowing. You're like, okay, so that's it. This is the thing. That's not always easy to do, but you can definitely do it. A little story is like with my business, Heartbreak Hotel. It's a DJ and photo booth business. And with the Instagram, to be honest, I started it two years ago and I found it hard to build an audience because no one wants to follow an Instagram account for a photo booth. It's just not very inspiring. So I had to create really good, compelling branding, use a really unique voice, really be myself and connect on a different level. And so you know, our following's growing, but people contact me from places like Sydney and Canberra and Perth and they say, Jai, how much will it cost to get your photo booth to Sydney because there's just no one here like you? Or how much to get you guys to fly all the way over to Perth because what you do is remarkable. It's so incredible. There's no one that does what you do. And that's creating remarkable content or a remarkable product. Because all of a sudden, you didn't have to pay for marketing. You didn't have to try and swindle people to sign up to whatever you're selling. People come to it and they gravitate towards things that they can fall in love with. And the only way people fall in love with things is if they can connect on an emotional level or if it's something that's just blown them away and it's new. It's completely different and it's new. So you got a different point of sale, different point of view, whatever it is. So let's move on to number two, how Instagram can help with marketing. So there's so many different things here. 
I want to tell you a little bit of a story. When I started Free the Bird Weddings, so this is my wedding photography business, I started Free the Bird Weddings, I was like the first person that I could find in the world that had their business name Weddings. And I did it because I didn't want it to be part of my own identity, which was Free the Bird Photography. So Free the Bird Photography was my personal account where I just posted all the photography that I loved. And Free the Bird Weddings was my wedding account. And so I did that because I could post photos, just all wedding photos without, you know, annoying my audience and my followers. I could also follow brides and grooms and other vendors without making anyone feel bad because I don't want to see wedding photos all the time. So I could follow people on that account. And what happened was, I think people in the wedding industry thought I was doing it for marketing. So then all of a sudden, if you had a look on Instagram now, everybody has, you know, their business name with weddings on the end. So it's become like a standard thing to do. The problem is people did it thinking that's the way that I'm making work. Um, you know, I'm getting work or thinking it could be for marketing, could be for any other reason, but it really actually wasn't. And that's not how Instagram works. So at this point, we're going to be talking about how Instagram works with marketing. When I started that account, so this is the way that my mind works when it comes to marketing. When I started Free the Bird Weddings, what I would do on Free the Bird Photography is I would just keep posting all my personal work, and I love posting that, but every two or three months, I would post a wedding photo. And what would happen is people would see the wedding photo and then they'll be mind blown. Like, oh my God, Jai, I've never seen a wedding photo like this. I've never seen a wedding photographer this good. This is amazing. I'm so used to cheesy photos on the beach from the 90s, but this is next level wedding photography. The reason why people would think that is because everybody else was irrelevant. They weren't the type of people that were following wedding photographers. And so with Free the Bird Weddings, when I post something, no one ever says anything because anyone that follows that account follows every other wedding photographer as well. And I'm not the best wedding photographer in the world, so I can't just stand out from everybody. So I need to make everybody else irrelevant. So I had to have my separate account. So every time I did post a wedding photo, I would get five or 10 inquiries. And also people would book me to go and shoot in you know, Kenya and then Chicago and Spain and every other country because all of a sudden... They would look at my work and go, oh my God, I've never seen a wedding photographer like that. How can I get you to shoot my wedding? Does that make sense? So here's another example and how people use Instagram a little bit wrong when it comes to marketing. If I was here in Melbourne, for instance, and I wanted to be a dog photographer, so I want to take portraits of pets. So I'm going to take photos of dogs and that's going to be my new business. And if I started a business and I started an Instagram account and I called it Dog photographer Melbourne. The problem is, if I look that up, there's probably 15,000 dog photographers in Melbourne that go around and they hustle and they say that the market's oversaturated and we can't get more pet photographers. There's not enough pets in Melbourne and there's so many problems that comes up. And after about a year, you probably would have 300 followers. It would be hard to build a following unless your work was absolutely remarkable. But if it's not, you're adding to the noise and you're the same as every other pet photographer that's screaming, come and book me, I can take photos of your dog. There's so many people out there that can take photos of your dog. It's just that the marketing is going to make all the difference on how people are going to connect with you. So imagine this, copying from a different industry or from somewhere else. Instead of starting pet photographer in Melbourne, you could start an Instagram account called Dogs of Melbourne. 
and then every weekend you could have a set time and you put on your Instagram that you're going to be at maybe these four different parks and every weekend you're going to shoot dogs for free and just walk around to the dog owners and the owners as well and get the story of them and you could take a photo of the dog and you could write a story about what breed the dog is, how old the dog is, where it comes from, where it lives, a little story behind why ever the person loves this dog. And then from that, people would share it because you're sharing their stuff. You've got to lean on people's ego. People love to be shared in, in the spotlight. So they're obviously going to share it as well. And then from there, I bet you if you keep the hustle up like that, after 12 months, you probably would have 50,000 followers because people in Melbourne love dogs. And after that, after that 12 months, with 50,000 people that love what you do, that also don't know there's such thing as a pet photographer, you could write a little post and say, hey, guess what, guys? This Sunday, I'm going to be at this park and I'm charging for pet portraits. Come down. There's only 20 spaces available and you need to be a part of this. You probably would book out that whole 20 spots. And from there, you would have a business and it would grow and grow. And it's a different way of looking at it. So you're bringing value to people instead of just adding to the noise. And all of a sudden, you've built the audience before you've tried to sell to the audience. Does that make sense? No one wants to follow someone that's just going to be selling to them. Like, I don't want to follow that. I won't follow a pet photographer in Melbourne because I just wouldn't. I don't really care. But I definitely would follow Dogs of Melbourne if there were some like cool, funny stories and, you know, some cool Insta stories. And I've seen some events and I got to connect with the person that was doing it and hear a bit of their story and see great photos of cute dogs. Like, I definitely follow that. So when it comes to Instagram marketing, I think you need to just change your mindset a little bit around how it works because when it comes to marketing, this is my biggest piece of advice, don't compete with anybody. Make your competitors irrelevant. That is my biggest piece of advice when it comes to marketing and I talk about it in my workshops and I'm I'm singing it and I'm running around dancing about it. Make everybody else irrelevant and I do this all the time in every aspect of my business. The way that I market, I have a strategy where I have five different ways to market. So every single day of the week, I have a different lead coming in from a different source. And when that runs out, I go over and make sure I strengthen it and make sure it's working. And because I've been doing it for so long, now I have probably five leads a day from five different sources. So Instagram is definitely one of them, but you've got to use it totally different. So the other thing with Instagram marketing, you can use geotags and you can use hashtags geotags, I think they're underrated. I think they're awesome. Every time I travel anywhere, I always jump on a geotag to see what the area is like or see what's around there or what businesses are around there or what cafes are around there or what people just generally get up to in that area. And I think geotags are just a great way to get your name out there, especially if you have a service-based business that's located in a certain area. Like for myself, I'm geotagging like the cool suburbs around the area that have lots of weddings. So for my wedding photography business, I'll make sure I'm always doing that. So if someone jumps on there, they're going to see my wedding photos coming up first. And because I do have a decent following, mine will go to the top. Does that make sense? And so with hashtags... I personally don't use hashtags on my Jai Long account or my Free the Bird Weddings account. I have done so and they do work really well. But I do use it on Heartbreak Hotel and I use it because there's not many people on there. So with hashtags, I look for ones where, yes, there's 100,000 hashtags, but I try and find ones where there's like 100 hashtags or 1,000 hashtags. So when it, what I mean by that, um, 1,000 photos using that hashtag or, or 100 photos using that hashtag. 
for example, if I go into Melbourne um, DJ, there's I think there's like 10,000. And so I will hashtag Melbourne DJ. But then I will also use Vinyl DJ Melbourne and that will have like 10. So I know if someone really wants a Vinyl DJ and they're in the span of the 5 million people that are in Melbourne, there's only 10 photos in that hashtag. So chances are, and I'm pretty confident with my work and the creative output that I put out there that someone's going to connect with it. Does that make sense? So do some research with the hashtags and see if it's relevant because you don't want to be casting your net out just to anybody and just doing hashtag smile or hashtag, you know, whatever it is because you'll get a lot of bots and things that are just getting in the way of your Instagram and that's really not what you want to do. Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 off a Pepperstone copywriting package so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. Number three, let's talk about content. So the first thing is, I guess Instagram is so visual. There's photos and videos. And there's like three different places you can post videos. You can post videos on IGTV or in Insta stories or actually in your feed. So it's becoming very video based. A lot of people love videos. But let's bring it back. We're going to talk about videos. But with the photos, this is what I want you to be thinking about when you're posting stuff. Because I know you're a creative entrepreneur. Maybe you're a florist. Maybe you're a wedding photographer. I don't know. But when you're posting a photo, I want you to think about like how does it make you feel or how does it make your audience feel? You need to understand how that photo is going to make people feel. Is it on brand? Do people feel like it's on brand? What kind of reaction is it going to get? Is people going to like it? Are they going to comment on it? Are they going to share it? Are they going to save it? And every time I post a photo, I pretty much know now just from doing it for so many years uh, what people's reaction going to be, if they're going to leave a comment or if they're going to share it or if they're going to save it for their inspiration folder or whatever it is. So how do you make people feel, um, you know, with the image? And the reason why I ask you, like, how do you feel is because I never want you to post a photo on the expectations of somebody else. For example, if you're a wedding photographer and you think you need to post a photo of the wedding dress hanging in the window, and you really don't want to post that, but you think that's the expectations, then just don't post that photo. Because if you're not in love with the photo and the content you're putting out there, I don't want to see it and I don't love it. Social media these days, it's so transparent. You can see if someone's doing it, you know, for the likes or just because they get anxiety and they think they need to post. Definitely don't post it. If you don't love it, I don't love it. And that is the number one rule that I work with. And the same as captions. Because content, we're talking about captions as well. If you're writing something and it doesn't inspire you, doesn't educate you, doesn't cause some sort of emotion or reaction or a feeling, then change what you write. Don't write something like, if you're a wedding photographer, so-and-so got married on the weekend, it was great, emoji. Because it just doesn't inspire me to dig deeper, go onto your profile, look at the photo, leave a comment or anything. So 
when you're writing stuff, think about one person to write to because I bet you if you go to a bar and you're having a drink with your best friend, you could tell them about that wedding so easily and you could talk about it all day long. But when it comes to Instagram, you freeze up and you're thinking you're writing to so many people, but you just need to write to that one person, even if it's your best friend or if it's your perfect client, whatever it is, and tell a story. Tell me why that wedding on the weekend was so good. Tell me how the speeches were. Allow me to connect with the couple in the photo or with the product that you just took a photo of for. Maybe you're a sculptor and you just did a workshop on the weekend. Tell me how it felt. Was it perfect? Was it a success or was it hard? And did you have anxiety when it came to putting yourself out there and selling tickets? Like, I want to know a bit of the journey because if you can connect with me on an emotional level, then I'm going to be a follower for life because I'll be there and I'm like, this is genuine, comes from a true place. I can't get enough of this. I want more in my life because you know what? Fuck it. My life's not perfect. I want to connect with other people that own their shit and tell me that their life's not perfect. Does that make sense? So with your content, it's the same as IGTV. It's a great way to connect on another level. And When it comes to content, there's a few different reasons why you'd be posting something. So one of them is content and one of them could be to inspire people and one of them could be education. And IGTV is a great way for education, like educating your clients in particular or educating your followers or, you know, whatever it is. So for me, for instance, I can educate people about what was just on my podcast episode and I can do that through IGTV and have a bit of a video and a behind the scenes video of what's actually happening and what it looked like for the podcast as well. Great way to educate. If you're a wedding florist, you could do some IGTVs on like why it's best to choose flowers that are in season or why it's best to choose flowers that are local or why it's best not to choose flowers based of all the wedding blogs because things go out of fashion. You could have so many different episodes on so many different things targeting to different people, but just think about your perfect audience and how can you create something that's going to be perfect for them. They're going to get so much value And if they already follow you, they're thanking you. And if they don't follow you yet, they see that and go, that's what I need. I can't believe this person just made a no strings attached piece of content that's educating me on the exact thing that I need. Does that make sense? If you create content like that, that gives high value, people are going to share that and people are going to thank you. I get so much of my content shared all the time. This podcast right now, I know someone out there is going to resonate with this and they're going to share it on their Instagram which is really smart because when it comes to marketing, they will share it and most probably I will reshare it. And then usually I probably get like maybe a few hundred people will click on each reshare that I usually get. So if you want to grow a following, like what a perfect way of doing it. But from my point of view, I need to create content like this podcast that's good enough to share and that's good enough for you to recommend it to your friends so it can grow And I think it's really important when you're thinking about content, like the reaction, you know, am I giving enough right now that you're actually learning something and you're going to have a takeaway at the end and you're thinking about something. So they're the things I'm thinking about. Will I do this podcast episode? Hell yeah, because I would listen to it myself. And so when you're posting something on Instagram, would you look at it yourself? Would you comment on that? Would you love it? Would you share it? Would you be inspired? Would you learn something? How would someone react to your content? Last thing, of course, creating content, um, you could ask questions. So if you've got your comments, sorry, not your comments, your captions and the captions of the IGTV and stuff like that, you could get people involved in something. So you could write a caption, allow people into whatever it is that you're doing 
and then get them involved by asking a question at the end and getting them to respond and then starting the conversation like that. So that's a really great way of just creating the right content and just finishing off the right content too. So if you put a lot of work and effort into a video that you just made and you post it on your feed or a photo that you just post on your feed, it's just like how can you get that out to the most people? And to do that, you need to connect on another level you know make make them feel something maybe so they share it and get them to start a conversation so then your content becomes popular okay number three i'm getting through this stuff getting through it i'm feeling pumped i'm feeling so excited from the workshop that i just did so i wanted to jump on and do another podcast episode i'm feeling so inspired right now and it's good getting myself into a room of people that you know have that energy and they can give me that energy as well and we can bounce so feel so nice so number three we're going to talk about the workings the workings of instagram So the first, this is just a short one, but this is just, I think it's important. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, your profile photo. So I think with your profile photo, I think it's really important. I I personally really only follow Instagram accounts that, you know, usually show their face unless the logo and their branding is just that good that it's like, oh my God, or unless they're a designer and and it makes sense. But for myself, you know, I don't follow um, Coca-Cola or big brands. And I know that's big brands are all about just showing their logo everywhere. But I like to follow people. Even if it is a business, I like to follow people. And it allows me to connect with them on a different level. Even if I'm just looking, I'm looking and thinking, yes, like I feel like I would like to have a conversation with that person. I think someone asked me at the workshop, why did I decide to put my face on the podcast tile when a lot of people don't. And I felt like when I look at podcast episodes or a podcast and I'm choosing, I like to see the person's face because I want to know and envision the person that's talking to me just so I can connect to them on another level. Does that make sense? So I think it's really important the same. With your Instagram, you could have a really nice profile photo or something and making sure it's on brand, you know, the right colors or you're wearing the right clothes or, you know, whatever it is. And allowing people to connect with you but if you're uncomfortable with showing your face as well on instagram that's totally fine because i'm not telling you you know how to do anything here i'm just giving you tips and tricks and i guess like reasons why i follow people or how i feel like i use instagram and connect with people so you don't need to go out there right now and like change your profile picture and think you're going to get lots of followers but i do definitely judge a book by its cover i'm the worst and i judge movies and I judge Instagram accounts. If I look at a photo and it's just a really ugly profile picture, that's almost a make or break for me. I'll continue on and I probably won't scroll down to the feed and look at the rest of it. Also, when you look at your likes, when people are liking your photos, you can go through and you know it, like you could do it right now. Look through all the profile photos from the people that I've liked and see which ones stand out and which ones you'd actually click on. I do that and most of the time it would be like a bold color or it would be like a bold color with someone's face on it or it would be an interesting looking person or be really on brand photo or something and I would click on that because it compels me. It just, I'm like, I need to know who is this person following me or who just left a like or whatever it is. Going into the description of your Instagram, I think it's really important to really summarize what you do just in a few lines. Like don't waste that time. I know for myself, I'm a wedding photographer. So for my wedding photography account, I say modern romantic wedding photography. And that's my, that's my tagline. When I started doing what I do, I definitely, I Googled that, couldn't find it anywhere. I think there's a couple of people in the world now that might use that. But for me, it was like, that was what I wanted. I wanted to bring 
modern romantic editorial style photography to the world. So when someone jumps on now, they can read about it and they can see it. If you go to my Jaya Long one, the first statement, it says, fuck being a struggling artist. And I say that, and I say that from a beautiful place as well. Like I'm not judging anybody that's not making money from their art. It's more so from a place where sometimes we doubt ourselves when we think we're not worth or we don't deserve to be paid what we deserve. So to that, I say, fuck being a struggling artist. Let's, let's educate ourselves. Let's take our businesses into our own hands and let's make it happen right now. And the reason why I put that up there is because it's basically my mission statement without saying it all the time. So when you do go on my Instagram, you know what I'm about. Okay, so this guy says, fuck being a struggling artist. And from there, I'm looking down. There's a few IGTV, some education. He's got a podcast. Oh, okay, so it's probably education. And underneath that, it does say education, resources, and a podcast and blah, blah, blah. Let people know pretty quick. But it kind of sets the tone of all the rest of like what I'm about as well. I'm about creative business and creative struggle to charge what they're worth or their struggle to get their work out because a lot of the times they're not business minded and for me i'm like to bridge the gap between creatives and business owners and empower people from being a creative they're still going to be creative but using those superpowers to boost their business and to take ownership and build something they're proud of and get paid what they're worth and the time they're putting in and to me that's what fuck being a struggling artist is all about Last little thing, with your URL, there's a little app out there called Linktree. And it's a great thing. If you've got more than one project going on, like for myself, I've got a podcast, I've got a blog, I've got a wedding photography business, a DJ, a photo booth, I've got giveaways, I've got freebies, I've got show notes, like everything. And if you just send people straight to one thing, maybe they're not looking for that one thing. Or if you just send them to your website, it can be hard to navigate around your website to find what they're looking for. So Linktree is just like a menu basically. So they can click on there and you can put buttons for each project that you have. So really quickly and efficiently, your audience can jump on and go, ah, there's the show notes to this week's podcast. Excellent. Does that make sense? And the easier you make things for people like that, I've always found it's just like a game changer because now when someone's navigating around my stuff, I would literally have so much. I've got mentoring, I've got mentoring sessions, I've got a shop with presets and all the rest of it. I've got live workshops, I've got online courses about albums and online courses about posing and lighting and I've got a podcast and that podcast has got show notes. That's all just one business and then I've got freebies and like you can download Instagram challenges and all that kind of stuff and then I've got other businesses that have got tons of things as well. So it's really important for me to navigate people around as quick and as efficiently as I can. You don't just have to use Linktree though. I will put Linktree in the show notes so you can click on that and check that out. But you can also just build it into your own website. And I know with Lilu's websites, she does that a lot. So Lilu is my wife and she does um, website templates. They're incredible. But she also does menus so they look so much better than Linktree and you don't have to pay for Linktree as well. So it's another option, like actually building it into your own website and having a landing page from your Instagram straight to the menu and then from there, allowing people to navigate themselves around to what they're looking for. Okay, so last thing I want to talk about, number five, my most favorite and biggest tip, and I'm going to keep this pretty short because I think my voice is running out, but engagement. Engagement is the single most important thing when it comes to Instagram because Instagram is a social media and, you know, social means connection and people. Media is your brand and your business. So you want to connect people to your brand or your business or your voice or your charity or 
you know, your mission or whatever it is. And social media is a fantastic way to do that. I wouldn't say it's underrated. I think it's underused for sure. I think a lot of people complain about it. I think a lot of people have the wrong mindset about it. But for me, I seriously think like, imagine if I didn't have social media and paying for advertisements in the paper or like having someone else dictate what I can do and the growth of my business. And right now I can take things into my own hands and I can build an audience and I can connect with people all around the world. And I've got some of my best friends from social media. It is mind blowing to me. You can learn a lot from social media. People are sharing things. I try and share as much as I can. I link to things like this, which is my podcast, which is amazing free content that I'm just sitting here giving to you. And it all comes through social media. I love it. I book lots of work from it. My brands get noticed. I built businesses that I'm proud of that people can see really easy. I can keep people in the loop. And just from my phone, I can literally create a fundraiser for the Australian bushfires or I could do whatever else it is. And the media is just straight into my pocket. So I think you really need to work on building your audience to engage with you. And the way to do that is you need to be selfless. And when I say selfless, like just getting rid of your ego and just getting on there and actually talking to the people that love what you do, like respond back to their comments, respond back to their direct messages. I make sure I respond to as many comments as I can. And I, if I make a post, I will sit there and I'll make sure I've got half an hour after that post so I can interact with the people that actually like the work that I'm putting out there or they're answering the questions that I'm asking and all those type of things. And I've been doing that for years and it's really helped me grow the audience that I got now and people show up now. They show up to my workshops and they you know, still follow me on Instagram and they show up and listen to my podcast and they share my podcast and they know so much about me. They know me. When they meet me, they're like, I know you, Jai, even though you don't know who I am. Like, I know you. And that's an incredible thing to have people you've engaged with for so long. So I think commenting back to people is a really good idea. I think writing captions that bring people value or inspiration and asking questions, getting people involved, getting your audience involved, I think that's a really good idea. I think when people get into your DMs and message you about whatever it is, maybe it's about your brand or your product or yourself or your voice or your mission or whatever it is, I think it's really important. It doesn't matter how big you are or how small they are. Get on there and write back to them and say, hi, thanks for listening. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for the review. Thank you. Thank you for following me. Thank you for being an amazing person. I really appreciate that you took the time to write to me. You can also leave them a voice message. Really great way to add a lot more value and you can do it really fast as well. So a lot of the times, you know, someone will share my podcast and they'll put that on their Insta stories and they'll write a little thing about how it made their day or change the perspective. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate, doesn't matter who it is, they've got 100,000 followers or they've got 100 followers. I really appreciate that. I will send them a voice message and say like, thank you for listening to my podcast and thank you for taking the time to share it with your audience. I really appreciate, you know, reading the review and and seeing it out to the world. And I also reshare that a lot. So I'm always resharing people's stuff when they're sharing my stuff. So I think it's really important. Another thing you can do is you can selflessly share as well. So not selfish, I'm saying selfless, where that's basically, you know, you appreciate something that someone's doing and you're not doing it so they reshare it or anything like that. But you just get on there and say, hey, these are my favorite florists in the area. Check out their accounts. You know, these girls are amazing. These guys are amazing. Or these are my favorite photographers. Or this photographer's inspired me this week. Or this podcast, I love it so much. It brought me so much value. I can't believe this thing's free. You know, whatever it is. 
putting it out there to the world and sharing because your audience, they'll probably love what you're putting out there as well. You're curating something for them and they really appreciate that. So I think that's just like another way to connect. I guess the last thing I'm going to say with engagement is you could really use a lot of the Instagram stories. You could have a comments thing on there, sorry, a questions thing, get people to ask you questions. You could have polls. You can have so many different little things on Insta stories. So it gives people permission to share with you, I guess. So if I say something like, uh, what should my next podcast episode be? Leave a comment and I put a little question box there's usually, you know, 20 to 50 people that write on there like, Jai, make it about social media, make it about Instagram. It's usually always about Instagram. So here it is, guys, everyone that keeps asking me and I'll do more as well. But yeah, so I guess the point of number five is look after everybody, give value, look after the people that value what you do and that love the work that you're putting out there because they're the people you're doing it for. And I mean, obviously you're doing it for yourself. You're a creative, you're an artist. But the people that put in the time and energy and they're investing into writing to you and they're investing their time into you, reward them, say hi, say thank you. I think that's just a really nice thing to do. So I'm going to finish it there, guys. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast and I hope you got so much from it. I really want you to get over to the show notes at jialong.co forward slash 28 and you can download the workbook from today. And if you've got any questions or if you resonated with anything or you just loved my podcast episode, please share it on Instagram. You can just screenshot it, put it on there, and I can reshare it. I just love seeing where it gets to all around the world. Different people listen to it in different cultures. And it's incredible the reach that we're getting at the moment. So I just want to say to you guys, coming back to number five and engagement, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in, spending half an hour or an hour with me each week and listening to my podcast. So... See you guys next time. Listen to Jai Long. Bye. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio, Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.